0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I am Justice Mosqueda. This is the Repack. I'm joined by Evan Tex Wester. Say what's to the people, Tex.
2: What's up, everybody? We get to do this again next week, and that's going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to be great next week, but it's great right now that we know we get to do this at least one more time.
1: Green Bay Packers win 48-32 against the Dallas Cowboys. Still undefeated in AT&T Stadium.
3: Yep. Aaron
1: Jones yeah, owns maybe. them. Um, Aaron Jones is on the best stretch of his career. Jordan Love is only getting better, question mark?
2: Um, <laughs> this
1: offense is fun.
2: Oh, my God. I... I... <sighs> This game, I, this game was so far beyond, I think, the best case scenario that any of us even really imagined that would be even possible.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, they broke the scoring record for the franchise in the playoffs, right? So, like, <laughs> anyone who says that they saw this coming year lying to me, yep. um, I know I, I was Mr. Doom and Gloom all week, um, <laughs> Still think I was kind of like correct on a lot of these points. I just didn't think the offense was going to be this red hot. Did they punt? Got,
2: uh, I think got they got punted punt. twice. We got one punt. Yeah, I think there was one early, and oh, there's three. There was two late. The two, uh, the Clifford drive late. Oh, okay. And then the um, the one where they brought the offense back in briefly, and uh, and and got Jordan Love the the incomplete pass attempt that cost him his perfect passer rating. Oh, okay. I got so. You. But yeah, that was it. Five straight touchdown drives from the start of the second quarter to midway through the fourth quarter.
1: <laughs> pretty good. Um, by the way, if you good guys job. haven't checked it out, Jerry Jones is freaking out. Oh. Um, it's that man is insane. on tilt. It's pretty insane. Um everyone, like every every one, why is the owner shielding? Questions like I guess I guess it's Jerry, so like it's he Jerry. does whatever he wants. Yeah. But like he, I think he spoke to the media before Mike McCarthy did, just like in a media scrum. Um, they asked him like, they're like, "What what do you think?" And he's just like, "It's unfathomable. Like I I cannot believe this." Um, I think there's like actually a chance Mike lost his job, which is yeah, insane. I mean, they just won. 12 games um
2: again for graphics, for the third for the third year in a row yeah they won 12 games
1: they but... won the NFC East they you know had a better record than the team that just went to the Super Bowl Dak Prescott just led the NF, or the uh, NFL in passing touchdowns and i think they're gonna can mike and i don't think today's issues were on him i know i know some of it gets funky yeah. because it was like quote unquote garbage time The Cowboys were driving on the Packers at the end of the game, and there wasn't a whole lot of garbage time about it. Like it was just the things that I was worried about. Dallas got into like they were in more spread formations. They were trying to feed like CD and these wide receivers. They weren't running it so much. Um, I think that translates like this to me was a a a worse showing for Dan Quinn than anyone. I mean, when the Packers are able to call that you know, wide open tight end play and it's against the perfect look and like all that stuff. Like, I don't know. That's an issue with the defensive coordinator more than it is, you know, the players. And I think that was more the issue in the passing game and the run game. I still think it was, you know, these boys don't have enough sand in their pants that they don't really want to play the run like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh. I'm I'm looking at it too. You you got to give the Packers secondary credit at least in the first half for coming up with two big picks. Uh the yeah. Jair pick early. I mean, if if they don't get those two turnovers, I know they forced, you know, they went punt pick, punt pick on the first four Dallas drives. But um that that drive with uh the pick six from Savage, I mean, they were moving the ball, they were um that was I want to say they were on the other side of the 50 at that point. And, um, you know, if they, if they score there, that's, you know, that's 20, 20 to seven. Um, you know, maybe they got another, yeah, you know, maybe they get the double up right around halftime or something. And then suddenly you're looking at a, you know, one score game, but instead Savage takes that back to the house, 27, nothing, even yeah. though they get the touchdown before the half, you know, it's still 27, six and they, they needed that just to, or 27, seven. And they needed that just to get even close to, um, to have any hope of of staying in that game. So that was, I I think, as big a deal as anything in the first half is getting those turnovers and kind of stymieing any momentum that Dallas was going to have on offense.
1: I feel like there were like two games played, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know the easy thing is just like split it by the half and stuff, but I mean, 27-7 entering the half, as soon as Savage returned that, that interception, it felt like it was over, right? Like, yeah. it was kind of felt like, I mean, the allegory is always going to be, like, the Tremont Williams interception, right, against Atlanta, yeah. where it's like, okay, that was the game. I remember where I was for that. That was that was the Super Bowl run. Um, yep.
2: Divisional round in, in Atlanta, yeah. Do you want to
1: – text, do you want to guess
2: how old I was? Oh, God. Well, I – Thinking about how old I was, I mean, you had to have been in high school, probably. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was, uh,
1: it was my junior year of high school, and this must have been a Saturday game because I was getting ready to go to winter formal, and I had to leave at halftime. My father's a Falcons fan. And as I'm walking out the door, I see the Tremont Williams interception. And I'm like, all right, I'm in good hands. I can go have fun for the rest oh of the God. night. Oh, my God. Amazing. That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> that was my – that that Super Bowl run was my first year out of college. Um, first year kind of living on my own, doing my own thing. And I had found the local Packers bar. It, basically, I, I went there for the one uh, nationally televised preseason game that that year. And there was like two people there and I'm like oh no this this is going to be dead this is going to be you know th- there's going to be nobody here this is going to be a packers bar in name only and then I showed up for week 1 against Philly and the whole place was i mean you could not you were shoulder to shoulder in the entire place and you know I think I I was at every just about every game that year and then through the playoff run um at the bar and that was a uh, just an that that game that whole sequence and, and that whole playoff run was just magical. So not going to say we're going to have that this season, but uh, yeah, certainly that pick six. I mean, that's always going to going to be what that one gets compared to just based on the timing, the situation, Um, you know, right, right before the end of the half. All right, let's do it. Let's
1: play the game. Do you believe
2: <laughs>
1: we, we talked about it on the uh, halftime spaces? Oh. Um, I think we got a couple we believes. I think it was Tyler. Tyler was team, we believe. I think so. I don't know if Owen answered um Owen Reese, our buddy. Um I'm still firmly I, I want to believe. Yep. We're we're ask literally me, playing the Niners.
2: So Ask me at halftime on Saturday night <laughs> and I will tell you <laughs> if I believe or not. I'm I'm not there and until this team, you know. Does something like this against San Francisco? I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to buy in 100% just yet. I've been scarred too many times by that team in the last decade and a half to to believe just yet.
1: Here's some devil's advocate stuff, right? Um, just looking through some stats right now. Hi, Eddie. Um, <laughs> if I sound a little weird right now. It's because I am I am literally recording from my bed right now. Um, like a lot of places in the country, basically everything off of the east coast is from what I understand. Uh, we're getting hit with a lot of snow and ice right now. Um, so we're a lot of people are losing power. My buddy is uh staying in the office that I usually record in, so I am on my bed currently petting my cat. Um, that was my <laughs> girlfriend opening the door, trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Um. For perspective, right? Aaron Jones, like we already mentioned, is having the best season or the best stretch of games in his career, right? Jordan Love only looks like he's getting better. Zach Tom allowed one pressure against Micah Parsons in this what? game. Um Micah Parsons had one pressure on nineteen pass rushers, according to next gen stats. Um, that's the lowest pressure rate in a game in his entire career.
2: Um, also, Aaron pressure. Jones absolutely stuck him in the backfield <laughs> on a blitz pickup, stuck his helmet into his ribs and knocked him out for a couple plays. That was that might be my favorite, like, one of the lasting memories of this game for me was that blitz pickup by, by Aaron Jones on Parsons. Anyway, sorry.
1: <laughs> you know in Looney Tunes when they just, like, you know, they beat the hell out of Sylvester, right, and <laughs> his teeth are just made out of, like, piano keys? <laughs> I I think like once Aaron Jones hit him in the ribs, Parsons like ribs just popped into his mouth, and then I just imagine him walking around like that because those things were definitely loose at that point. Like yeah. he immediately just like grabbed them, and was like oh, <laughs> and like went to the sideline. So I definitely think that impacted the game. Um, the Packers incredibly efficient on offense this year. I don't know like if they're going to keep being this hot and i have no idea right because we had this stretch where we were like we cannot be killed right earlier this season and then like <laughs> jordan love didn't have the best games in his career and like tommy devito happened right yeah. so i don't i don't want to be the guy who's like we did it like this is just this is us now no one's going to be able to stop us right but like, if they keep playing like this, like they got a shot against the Niners.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm not. I can't bring myself to to fully commit, just because, again, this team is so young and um. Also, Barry, still... the defense did not help. Like the the
1: fact yeah. that we got that quick shot of sobriety. At the end of the game where it's like <laughs> yep. you can, with a lead, give up 25 points in the second half. Um, and again, some of that's garbage time. Some of it's not in the presser, Did you listen to the presser at all?
2: I did not have a chance to listen to the presser tonight.
1: So the only, the only important thing is that Matt was like, you know, I didn't like that we pulled our starters and then we had to put them back into the game. That was a mistake for me. That last drive on defense, like there's backups in there. Mm hmm. Right, like Anthony Johnson Jr. like forced a PBU. Um, Zane Anderson was out there playing safety. It, it looked yeah. like the only starters who were in were uh Devondre Campbell, which we'll get into that and see if like he's even considered a starter at this point. And then Preston Smith, who's just gassed as hell. Watch Preston Smith on that fourth round or that fourth down pass rush. He's legit, <laughs> just like standing and walking up and just making sure Dak doesn't like boot to the left on like a Hail Mary attempt. Yeah. So uh, I I I don't know. I don't know if I believe or not.
2: Yeah. I I I think that whole second half was yeah, it was the Barry show again to some extent and, and obviously the backups played into that, but it, it was a, a stark reminder that Joe Barry's still going to do joe berry things once in a while
1: is this job safe so this is this is one thing that we ran at acme packing company for um the React polls this week right and if you guys aren't familiar with the re- React polls first of all how dare you how dare you not visit the website <laughs> Come after on. i've asked specifically for you to visit the website for years while giving you free audio content <laughs> um what we do is you know we have we have a set of polls um, fans answer it. Uh, you could sign up so it gets like sent to your email if you want to get it th- done that way. Um, and then we make little graphics. So I asked, you know, how many playoff games does Joe Barry need to be safe? Need to win to be safe in uh, 2024? Forty-seven percent of people said four. If you're doing the math here, four wow. is a Super Bowl win, right? So half oh, of man. Packers fans think that Barry isn't going to come back unless there's a Super Bowl win. I am certainly not in that camp. I am in the camp of. Matt doesn't want to can him. Who has the clout to uh, be able to tell Matt that you have to can him? And then where is that line? Like how, how many yep. games into this do we get before, you know, no one has a clout to tell Matt that Um,
2: it, it's, it's very easy for me. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago. And I'm, I'm, I think with you and I said it on the unpack with the guys, it's too it's if you beat the Niners and then it's, you know, it's not a, a, a 48, 32 type of game. It's a, you know, a game in the twenties or, or less. That's what it's going to take for me. So I, I think but... i lean that Barry is actually safe now.
1: Um But if the, if, if they beat the Niners, I dude, like it right in ink, he's coming back next year. Like yeah. there's, I don't know how many times teams have lost or or won and gotten to the conference championship game and then change their coordinator, especially in a yeah. situation like this where that I mean the team is what we have to be the youngest team to win a playoff game now. Yeah, so if
2: I I think if if they go out and have a game like the the defense did against the Forty ers in. Twenty twenty? No, twenty nineteen. The the game where Petton just got ran over nonstop. Yes. High school is just trapped. That I think over and over. Yeah. If if we have that type of a performance, I think that all but I think that would seal his fate and 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 make LaFleur have have no other choice. If it's anything in between that and a win where the defense plays great. I'm still Kind of up in the air, um, but it's, it it does really feel like to me at least that he is coaching for his job to some extent on Saturday night.
1: I I agree. I just think it would have to be really bad. Yeah, like yeah. to your point, it would have to be you know the Shanahan patent level type of collapse. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was Matt Schneidman of the Athletic who tweeted it out. He said, "Uh the the press box PA." at one point during the game uh it was after the Detavian Wicks touchdown he said um they went they went over the pa and were like hey reminder no no cheering in the press box guys it was not the media it was the packers and you know Brian Gutekunst being so loud the front the, office yeah that that they thought that it was you know in the in the media side of the press box and now that i'm thinking about it um that wicks touchdown was the one where jerry turned around right yeah and they showed the clip i I wonder if he was actually reacting to that which might be
2: interesting right yeah so maybe maybe that's why they came over the pa and told everybody to shut up because jerry thought that it was cheers coming for the press box or something right
1: (laughs) which he's gotta be he's like i've done all this for you and the media is still against me how dare you (laughs) cowboys have have been built for you guys um but with that being said right like that press box erupts. They remember all those feelings. They experienced it. Everyone cheered, and then kid, you turn around and tell Matt and say, "Like, hey, change, change what you're doing." By the way, right? Like that's yeah, that's the thing I struggle with is like the actual, like when you get down to brass tacks, it's like, okay, who's telling Matt, right? And I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. Um. Especially if Matt's gonna, you know, ride for Barry as hard as we know that he's going to. Um, yeah. I have some other points, but I think it all fits in with like kind of vibe checks. So, let's do it. Do you have anything else? Oh, when is the Packers game going to be played? By the way, I guess we yeah. Go so we
2: that. do have, uh, we do have the schedule for divisional round. Packers Forty ers is the late game on Saturday. So eight o'clock, Saturday. primetime game, Saturday night. The, I, I, huh. I, I kind of scoped it out with the way that the wild card schedule broke down. Whoever won that Monday night game, the, the Philly Tampa game, that, that game was always going to end up being Sunday just because they're not going to have a team play Monday, Saturday yeah. in the playoffs. So I, I knew as soon as, as soon as the Packers, won, I mean, even coming in the game, um, I was thinking, all right, if they win this, they go to San Francisco, it's going to be Saturday because of the fact that uh, the other NFC game was was a Monday night game. So the way the schedule breaks down is early Saturday game is Houston at either Baltimore or Kansas City, depending on the the Pittsburgh-Buffalo game tomorrow. Which, either way,
1: fun matchup, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're getting Stroud fun. against two – Pretty good defenses. I know. I know Kansas City is not the same thing as the Ravens, but I mean, we saw him this year. Like we know Spax is going to blitz like crazy. Like that's going to be a fun yep. matchup. That should. It, in unless one of you know the Chiefs or Ravens defense step up, that's fireworks, right? Yep. I'm yep. sure ESPN is super happy that they get that.
2: Yeah, that's that's going to be a good one. And um, so then yeah, the the night game Saturday Packers at Niners that's on Fox, um. That's the only Fox game on the the schedule next week. And then Sunday, the early game is the other NFC game. So it's the winner of Philly Tampa playing in Detroit. That one's going to be on NBC. So Chris Collinsworth gets to gush all over Jared Goff and Dan Campbell again.
1: I, okay. Yeah. Um, um... <laughs>
2: Alliance. Actually he was gushing over Stafford more more so I think tonight than uh, than it? he was over Goff to be honest.
1: So I saw the Lions were up by two scores in I think it was the first half. I think there was the long yep. Puka Nakua touchdown and then uh I took a little nappy poo because <laughs> I deserve it. Um so I didn't see how that game ended. I don't I actually don't even know the score of it.
2: Yeah, I mean it was it it was tight and low scoring in the second half. Detroit won twenty four twenty-three. Um they had uh there was a, a little bit of a weird uh there's a, a penalty on the Rams late. They were just on the edge of field goal range and they got a holding call. Campbell decided to back him up and um they they were incomplete, I think, on like third and sixteen or something from the forty-five punted to Detroit with four minutes left. Detroit decided to throw the ball a couple times and picked up their couple first downs that way and ran out the clock. Well, when you have a first-team all-pro so, wide
1: receiver like Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep. I, and, can't, uh, I,
2: I can't believe I thi- that. That's nuts. But yeah, I think him, he, him and Deron Bland were the two.
1: <laughs> Shout-out to Deron Bland. I hope you had a first-team all-pro uh, offseason lined up in Cancun. <laughs> you didn't have a first-team yeah. all-pro night today.
2: No. Nope. But St. Brown made the the last catch on um it was on a, a second and nine right after the two minute warning with uh the Rams having one time out and ran just a, a perfect stop route and yeah, picked up eleven yards, moved the chains and three kneels and and they get to do it again in Detroit next week. So I've got a good friend of mine here St. Brown, who's Brown
1: uh clip. No, I actually Packers. I
2: didn't see it. I heard about it. I heard they're scared of us
1: yeah it that's kind of what they see so it's all three brothers right they have a mm-hmm. podcast together two of them are bears um i believe two of them are bears two of them are wearing bears gear i actually don't think osiris is in
2: the league no he's not in he's not out yet right yeah is he still at sc i don't uh or i don't Stanford think he's
1: still at sc I, I think he's just not in the league um yeah he might be the cooper manning oh. punch um yeah i guess not all right but they were talking and uh so so one of them obviously is with the Bears, right? The one that used to play with us, uh St. Brown. Um and um uh not Osiris. I'm on Ra. Goodness gracious, I'm getting all these names mixed up. I'm on I mean the they like, they're the St. brown brothers, it's pa- understandable. Yeah. <laughs> um i on Ra was basically like I told you about the Packers, right? <laughs> like even those young guys, like thirty seven, they're chippy, they talk. Very, very funny, dude. If we're in their Love heads, it. dude, oh my God, guys. If we, <laughs> give, if we gave the Lions, like, I don't know, one full season of success, split over two years, and we're already <laughs> back and we're already in their heads, folks, if we beat the Niners, we're probably going into Detroit for the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, baby. At that point, I believe. I believe. I'm like, dude, we could beat the Lions, and then we just have to get lucky one more game. Like, we've done yep. the work. Like, mm-hmm. what we did was tougher than than what's left on in the road. So, absolutely. Um, you were saying your friend, your friend, Lions. Yeah,
2: I've got a, a one of my best friends is uh is a big Lions fan. He's from Michigan, and um, somebody asked him if he was gonna, you know, if the, he wanted to come hang out and watch the the night game tonight and he's like no this is the, the first lions playoff game her first home game in 30 30 years or something i'm going to be losing my mind with every snap on my own couch and i don't want to i don't want to be around anybody else through this whole thing so um
1: yeah so Kurt, Ad- i'm
2: happy for you you got Ad- one Addie is
1: not interested in football really my buddy you'd be shocked most of my buddies outside of like dudes i like coach with or played with Aren't really into football here in Portland? I mean, we're like mm-hmm. the worst media market relative to size for uh, NFL football. It's one of the reasons why we're, we're like 20th in population or something like that. And we don't have a pro football team, right? Even though the Seahawks are like, I don't know, like three and a half hours away. Um, they were puzzling while, like literally puzzling on the at the kitchen table while I was watching this playoff game. And I was like hooting hollering screaming i just get hit with a <laughs> are you winning son like every once in a while and they're like hell yeah good good for you so that's that's how my was my viewing experience um hilarious, hilarious. And then the night game, right? Chiefs at Bills or Steelers at Ravens, which both of those. uh, The Steelers won actually kind of stinks. Steelers aren't going to win, though, right? Like Steelers aren't going to win.
2: I don't think so. And I want want the Bills to win pretty bad because I want Patrick Mahomes to have to finally play a playoff game on the road. I am sick and (laughs) tired of that guy getting to play every single postseason game at Arrowhead. So make him go up to Buffalo and uh hopefully maybe Rasul can can play and you know do do something. But um yeah, I'm 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 just sick of the fact that he's played in fifteen playoff games, obviously three of those being Super Bowls, but every one of the twelve playoff games he's played before the Super Bowl has been at Arrowhead. That is unacceptable. Yeah, I think.
1: Um Every year he's been a starter, the AFC Championship game has been in Kansas City. Yep, which seems insane. Um, yes, that's <laughs> nuts. That's nuts. It's, man. it's absurd. We'll see what happens there. I mean, Buffalo. Can I can I have a tick about uh, the snow game and everything get <laughs> relocated and all that? You know, delaying the game oh, yeah. until Sunday or Monday and all that stuff. I know a lot of people have takes, so I've like kind of stayed away from it. A lot of it seems dumb though. Um the the takes, not the not the reasoning for moving the game. I do have one question though. Um again, I understand all the all the math, and people are like, you know, if, if Buffalo had a dome, it wouldn't even change the situation because everything is about uh being able to get like uh uh you know like first responders and stuff like that on the road and you know it's not really like near the actual city of buffalo and all that stuff but kansas city just played a night game where it was like minus 20 in terms of like the temperature mm-hmm. after the windchill and like all that stuff um so is it like not it's not an ice thing it's a snow thing then. That's because I would assume Kansas City yeah. would have ice on the roads in that situation or maybe there just wasn't enough precipitation.
2: That's that's what it sounds like to me is that they weren't nearly as worried about the temperature just just the temperature um as they were about the actual snow and just you know piling up on the roads and things. Yeah, I don't think there was a whole lot of precipitation in Kansas City, and so at that point they probably you know were able to to salt um, you know, keep the roads mostly clear and people at least could, you know, could get to where they needed to go. Whereas in Buffalo, I mean, they being up on Lake Erie, I mean, the lake effect snow that they get up there is insane. And I mean, they will go, they will go and get two feet of snow in, in one night sometimes in Buffalo. It's, it's absurd. So it's gotta be the, that's, that's gotta be the big, the big difference there. Although I did find it pretty hilarious the videos and clips of things that we saw from the Kansas City game this weekend of people cracking a beer and it immediately freezing in their yes. hands in the stands <laughs> i saw
1: that i saw uh people simply i think this was like in the stadium concourse um people were removing did you see the water bottle one it was like a, a bottle of smart yeah. water right like you've yes. seen that <laughs> um they simply take it out of the the uh refrigerator into what I think is, like, just the open air in the stadium concourse. Yeah. And it just starts freezing immediately. And you're like, oh, my that God. There's a, a couple of people who are shirtless. <laughs> Dude, I, nope. I don't know anything not. that much. I mean, I, I went out today and yesterday. I went to the gym in the morning, and it's like, I don't know. I think it was, like, 12 degrees or something. Plus, there was, like, some whipping wind, so I don't know what it is with the wind chill, but, like, I walked a couple blocks and I was like, "Dude, screw this, man!" Like, <laughs> yeah. I grew here, up on here, a mountain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, here in Columbus, it was six degrees most of the day and wind chills around, you know, minus five to minus ten. Um, you know, we ran out and we 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 got to the gym and, and ran a couple errands and things, but um, the best part of it was the fact that I had forgotten to put a couple of the beers that I wanted to to drink during the game. Um, I, I, I have a, a ritual that it always has to be a beer from a Wisconsin brewery during a Packers game. That's my rule. So stocked up on New Glarus and Lakefront and some stuff when, when we're back for the holidays. So we're good, but I'd forgotten to put a couple of them in the fridge. So I'm like, all right, I got one, you know, I got one or two in there from the first, first half. I got those. I'm just going to put, you know, two or three more just out on the front step of our back patio and you by half time. Yeah. Yeah. They they're in the fr- they came back in after the after the game but at halftime I went out and I grabbed one and it was just I had already started to get a couple of crystals in there. It was starting to crystallize yeah. already. So, yeah. It's uh it's been nuts this week, but um yeah, I think everyone I think...
1: is cold unless you're on the East Coast. People in New York were like, "Yeah, it's 60 degrees right now. It's very weird."
2: Um, <laughs> our buddy uh
1: Charles McDonald from Yahoo Sports is currently spending the night in Kansas city today. He was trying to fly back to New York. He ended up, uh, boarding onto the plane, hanging out on the plane for, I think like two hours. And they were like, "The stuff, like stuff keeps freezing on the plane. So we can't take off. See you tomorrow. So he's pretty frustrated about that. I would be, too. uh, especially when it's that cold. I mean, you can't, I guess you get drunk in like the, uh, in the uh, hotel bar. I mean, what else can you do? That's it, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Right. That's all we got. But at least it looks like there won't be much, uh, much in the way of weather for Packers Niners. Just check the extended <laughs> forecast. <laughs> you
1: think? Yeah.
2: I yeah. Sixty-five like, degrees for a high. Fifty-four I was for a low say Saturday Sixty. Night. It's always sixty, you know, man. Ch- chance, chance a little, you know, a ha- little bit of chance of rain in the evening. So, yep, that'll be fine. That'll be fine
1: trying to think if I could swing some tomfoolery my my <laughs> sister-in-law um and her husband just bought a house in Oakland um and I, I have family in Oakland too we, I was actually I think I told you guys about this on the podcast um I was supposed to go down on the 10th but I was like I don't know if I'm gonna have to cover a Packers playoff game right so I was like you know TBD on, on me heading down you know the the yep mother and father-in-law were like scoreboard watching the last uh three weeks (laughs) for the packers i don't know like what if we just delay the trip for a week let's see if the niners credentialed me instead of the packers (laughs) i bet i bet i can get into a niners presser quicker than i can the packers so
2: (laughs) i've heard crazier ideas
1: all right um i think it's time for vibe checks i think we've done this long enough uh yeah we're gonna get a vibe checks after the break Please uh, listen to some ads.
3: Also, visit the website. Come on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now, more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: And we're back. All right, offensive vibe checks. Um, 10 out of 10. I don't know yep. what else you can say. I think the Nothing. one the most impressive thing I've seen from this game. Um this is also numbers from Next Gen Stats. Um I think the general vibe of this game was the Packers want to run the piss out of the football, right? And they don't think the the uh the Cowboys can really stop them even if, you know, they're not getting huge gains or anything like that. This cut. this is a stat from Next Gen Stats. The Packers lined under center on 63% of their plays in the wild card victory against the Cowboys. The highest rate by any offense in a game this season. The Packers oh my God 8.7 yards per play from under center, scoring three touchdowns. That is something that you could, you know, notice, certainly, um, if you were watching the game. They wanted the threat of the run game at any time. If you guys weren't paying attention to what Dallas does from a uh, – like a schematic standpoint. It's not really a schematic standpoint. It's more um, personnel, I guess. Marquise Bell, who I guess like they might call him a uh, linebacker. He's 205 pounds for perspective. Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Wilson, Donovan Wilson. And then there's another guy that they use on the inside. I forget who it was. Um, They play, they play safeties at linebacker basically. Right. Um, the Packers during the regular season got 13 attempts to run against a dime box, which is you know six defensive backs on the field. I think it was midway through the second quarter. My buddy at Next Gen Stats had sent me uh, a message on um, on WhatsApp, and he was like, "The Packers have already run against that look 11 times, right?" <laughs> so it was it was just the Packers basically saying like. We want to feast on these little guys. We They're using a 205-pound guy at linebacker. I cannot believe that, that we're not, you know, that teams haven't punished them for that yet. And even if you look at, like, the opening play of the game, right, they're in 12 personnel, right? So, you know, a whole lot of Musgrave, a whole lot of craft, um not getting into the gun and, and, you know, running spread formations. It was a lot of, like... Even if we are passing, we're threatening to run, and the game plan worked. I mean ten out of ten from execution to you know game plan
2: all of it 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 did feel to me you know seeing so much twelve personnel I'll be fascinated to see what the snap counts look like in the morning, but it it felt like having musgrave back for this one just opened up a lot for them yeah schematically and and especially in the run game with with that um that ability to um to have those kind of run pass looks out of the same type of formation just the the ability to have both him and craft out there just seems like it really unlocks a lot for for this offense and that's again another reason to be super excited about this team moving forward into 2024 and beyond
1: yeah for sure Um, this is a funny thing. Uh, so, so, uh, Packer Packers ran a little screen, right? I think it was to Musgrave. Um, and it was that little flat screen. And, uh, when I saw it, I laughed because I just got a Matt LaFleur era Packers playbook. Um, so like Uh part, part of it is the signals and stuff and uh they call that play docking and the hand signal for this is i'm showing text uh two fingers <laughs> touching each other which is very goofy if you want to look up docking you guys uh can go ahead and do that i wouldn't do it on a work computer um <laughs> But, yeah, so I, hopefully I'll be able to analyze uh, this Packers offense a little bit better now that I have the playbook, and we could see if Matt is running the actual hashtag his own offense now. Um, Man. Jordan, Jordan Love, hot. Aaron Jones, hot. Wide receivers seem like they can't be stopped. The forgotten guy in the wide receiver rotation has yep. been Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs went absolutely nuts today, 150 yards and a touchdown. Um caught all six of his targets. I don't think Dobbs like won a contested catch or anything like that, but no. Um, he
2: he was he was college open on some of his targets. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of those were scramble drills or, or at least extended plays from Love in the Pocket, and he kind of found his way open in the zone. Um, it just seemed like every one of his big plays was like he was either kind of lined up in the slot or um, you know. At least kind of tight to the to the right side, and then just worked his way open, kind of coming across back over towards the uh, towards the numbers on the right side again, and then just you know took off up the sideline. Um, and they had the one the one big kind of deep deep over um, crosser as well. But yeah, biggest like explosive co- consistent explosive plays out of him today. I mean, four of his targets. It looks like I'm looking at his his receiving chart from Next Gen Stats. Um, Three targets, more than twenty yards downfield, um, and, and again and a bunch butt of butt too. Those yeah. were butt naked, wide open. Yep. I feel like uh,
1: the touch was it? No, it wasn't the touchdown. It was like just short, right? Like little glance, slant, whatever it was on uh, in the in the red zone.
2: Yeah, um, that was the one that yeah took it down to like the one yard line. Yep. Yeah,
1: like that one was a tough ball to handle because. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can – like, it, it wasn't a contested catch. Like, he definitely was open. Jordan definitely delivered the ball. Um, But there's so many but bodies But you know he's going to take a hit, and yeah. Yeah, and there's so many bodies around. Like, I, I just don't know how you keep track of that ball a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, What was the – was it – wait, no – there was some, like, sidearm play where Love threw it between, like, two defenders. Maybe it was the Wicks' touchdown. Might have been the Wicks. Yeah. I... There was one where <laughs> I was point. like, holy crap. I think that's when I tweeted out. I was like, is Love getting better? Because mm-hmm. that, Rod- that was legitimately Rodgers-esque. I know, I know everyone wants to make the comparison with Rodgers, and I think a lot of times those comparisons are ill-advised. But, like, that one was the one where I was like, uh oh, like, dude, is he like gonna get better during the play? He seems like he's getting better every week. Yeah. I th- it's god damn, it's fun to watch. What is the <laughs> limit? Yeah, I know. I had um Ben Solak for the ringer. Shout out to him, it was in my group chat, and he was talking uh during the game and was like, Young Jordan Love reminds me a lot of like young Patrick Mahomes, and I was like screenshotted immediately. Yeah. Awesome need to remind you guys about this. But like look at look at the last five games for Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. So since the DeVito game, right? Um against Tampa, two hundred and eighty four yards, seventy four percent completion, two touchdowns. Carolina, two hundred and nineteen yards, uh sixty one percent completion, two touchdowns. Minnesota, two hundred and fifty six yards, seventy-three percent completion, three touchdowns. Chicago, three hundred sixteen yards, uh, eighty four percent completion, two touchdowns, and now Dallas, <laughs> two hundred seventy two yards, seventy six percent completion, three touchdowns. I mean, this dude is at minimum throwing for like eight a pass, not throwing in an interception, getting at least two scores, and we're hitting usually around two fifty. Like, if they keep doing this, man, and in the QBR, by the way, um, oh. these games, well, 90, this one... eighty two 74 and
2: 99.3. I, I saw somebody put in the slack that this was the highest graded game by QBR since QBR began in in a postseason game wow. for a quarterback, period. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, the, other, the other one that uh, I liked was Aaron Schatz, formerly Football Outsiders, the DVOA guy, right? He said the Packers had a pass offense DVOA of, plus 190% today.
1: Good
2: god. That means z- 0% is average. So like I can't I can't even like put that stat into like into reference. He says that's the highest passing game DVOA in a game in Packers franchise history. Granted like there's there's a defense adjustment cuz of cuz of Dallas's defense in there, but still right. like that's that's what he just did. <laughs> and then Aaron Jones continues to, you know, destroy the Cowboys and, and be the bane of their existence. What It doesn't get any better than this.
1: The, the one thing on the offensive side of the ball that was a little bit shaky, that first drive, man. Um, Josh Myers got his ass kicked twice to start the game. Rashid Walker on the third play got his ass kicked. Um, they ended up making up for it, but they were a little yep. shaky on the offensive line to start obviously Zach Tom had a had a pretty shut down game against uh you know Michael Parsons and stuff like that didn't seem like they were doing as much rotation on the offensive line i don't know if nyman got in at left tackle I, I don't know if ryan before um you know the the scrubs came in got in at right guard so i think they might be done doing the whole rotation thing for the playoffs which i think is i think is good um their yeah. rationale for the rotating thing was always like we want to keep guys engaged, which if guys are making millions of dollars, they should be engaged for the, in the first place. But, like, I think if you're not engaged for the playoffs, what, you don't like football, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're beyond that at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? So there's also <sighs> the uh, whole run game thing. Um, <laughs> so Aaron Jones, obviously, in the game, he ended up having, you know, 103 touchdowns. Shout out to him. He must – he must be loving it. Um, yep. Texas kid grew up as a Cowboys fan. Emmett Smith was his guy. He got to see Emmett today, all that stuff. But they're not really. Uh, so A.J. Dillon is out because of the thumb injury. I still think that that's one of the bigger injuries on the team because, again, like Aaron Jones, I know right now is toting the rock, but like, I don't know. It's like wear and tear going to end, end up impacting him down the stretch. I don't know. Um, yeah. Emmanuel Wilson had eight carries for twenty yards. Patrick Taylor had three carries for six yards. I don't even remember Patrick Taylor carry. Maybe that came in uh, the. I think response. that was the backup
2: drive. Yeah, yeah, that was the Clifford drive.
1: like they're not getting anything out of these guys. Like Emmanuel Wilson. No. If you take out Emmanuel Wilson's long, he had eight carries for thirteen yards. Like, I don't know. It's, he's not doing it for me. Yeah. We got. We got to get some backs in the off season.
2: Yes and even if even if they somehow find a way to to keep jones you know deal with that cap hit in
1: 2024 um i think he's back i mean unless he gets uh, yeah, some weird this, injury that he can recover back from so like you know actually release him in the offseason like
2: yeah no. this stretch definitely i think is is going to keep him around for for at least one more go but you've got to have a guy who can give you you know 10 maybe 12 carries a game because jones is a guy who He's not very big. He can't keep up, you know, a 20 carry right. probably per game pace, certainly not for an entire season. And yeah, this is four games in a row now that he's had 20 plus. Um, So that's, that's not a pace that, that you can keep up for, for him for an entire season. Um, I think, you know probably one of the few reasons why he's been able to maintain that this last month is just because he had so few carries early on in the season cuz he was yeah. banged up so much that you know his his body's not as tired and now that his knee is right again he's you know he's cooking everybody
1: <laughs> knee and hamstring plus yeah. I don't know if he'd be getting this volume of carries at least over the last two games right um if not for Dylan's injury
2: right agreed
1: and, you know, yeah that should be talked about a little bit when we talk about you know Jones Jones is getting hot and all that stuff too. Um, yep. Yeah, again, just
2: I'm going ten out of ten. Immaculate <laughs> yeah. defense. The wide leak. The ball. Sorry, the wide leak. We didn't even mention the Musgrave league play. The the I think was it next was it next gen stats too. They said he had 17 yards of separation at the catch point, which is the most wide open any receiver has been in the NFL this year on a reception. I believe it.
1: <laughs> uh, buddy, I believe it. There's a screenshot. I think I uh retweeted it. There's a screenshot yep. that like no one else is in the view of in the frame. camera. And it's a wide yep. it's a wide shot too, right? Um I mean you're probably looking at I don't know how, how square footage really works, but I, I would I would venture to guess you're probably looking at like fifty square yards and no one is in the shot other than Musgrave. So it's insane. <laughs> um the defensive side of the ball. This one gets a little bit more complicated. Was I right yeah. about CD Lamb? I don't know. <laughs> Cause it seemed like the, the I no Cowboys idea. I would I would yeah. have to look at the film. Um because I don't know what the Packers actually ran to kind of take away Lamb, or maybe they weren't even running plays for Lamb. Um so so my take's coming into this game. If you guys didn't listen to Intercepted, where I talked to like RJ Ochoa and stuff like that about about the Cowboys, I thought this was going to be a decent Jake Ferguson game because the Packers allow some stuff over the middle of the field. I thought Lamb was going to be able to go for you know 100 plus, um, just because you know if you can get a guy who lines up in the slot, that's kind of how the Packers allow explosive plays in the uh, passing game just because of the matchups. And I thought Cooks wasn't going to do very uh, well in this game. I think I was kind of right on all three points, but the Cowboys just didn't seem interested in really trying to feed CeeDee Lamb the ball until the second half. So, like, I know you can call it garbage time, but, like, there was still time on the clock, man. Like, I don't know.
2: It was a weird C.D. game because, I mean, he did have seven targets in the first half. He only had two catches, though, and he had that big drop on that first third down on that first drive. Um, I don't know if that was... uh, if if something like was in his head or what for the first of the first
0: half. We like there was weird body language stuff.
2: Yeah, stuff between him on the, him and McCarthy on the sideline, him and Dak, you know, on the field. Um just like kind of some some weird weird stuff going on there. And then yeah, second half, I think that first drive uh coming out of halftime, he had like four catches for Thirty or forty yards on that drive, and and it was clear that they, you know, that that was a halftime adjustment that they were going to try to feed him the football, and um, yeah, and then he had an explosive kind of later on on one of those those drives for almost a fifty yard gain to to give him a a big chunk of his his yardage, but yeah, it it for him it really was a tale of of two games I or you know two halves in this one because um yeah he just looked like he was not right for whatever reason before halftime.
1: The Packers are actually out game by a hundred yards. Did you know that? I'm looking I, at I, the uh, box score now.
2: That's a little nuts, but you look at per play and they still ran, got two yards yeah. per play more than the Cowboys. Cause the Cowboys ran the... 89 plays.
1: Um, <laughs> That will <laughs> almost certainly be something that works against the Packers and uh, the Niners game. The fact that the Niners were sitting on their couches this week, you know, just relaxing, resting their bodies. And the Packers just played 89 games of, of defense. I would assume their defense is a little bit more cast than the Niners.
0: And they're going to
2: gonna be short a day of rest, too, since they're playing on Sunday and going back out to a West Coast trip on Saturday night. Even though there's like a similar
1: time of possession. the pa- the Packers are a very slow mm-hmm. team. The Cowboys are a very fast team, and the Cowboys wanted to go fast to try to make up these points at the end too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like takes that I have. Keyshawn was very handsy the entire game. Um, Devondre Campbell. We have to talk about that situation now. Huh. So Isaiah McDuffie went out with stinger. Um, I think they only called him questionable. I never. I don't think they ever actually officially. Ruled him or Jair out. I know Matt after the game was like, I don't think Jair uh, would have been back in the game even if the if the score ended up getting tight or something like that. So I assume Jair is, you know, at least gonna be, uh, you know, uh, ailing his wounds right um, at, at the beginning of practice this week. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would make too much of that though. Um, but McDuffie went out with the stinger. Their game plan was use McDuffie on early downs as the base inside linebacker and then use Devondre Campbell as the coverage linebacker, which is kind of what they did with Eric Wilson earlier this season. But, like, is Devondre Campbell Eric Wilson now? And then when they pulled the starters at the end of the game, Devondre Campbell was still in the game. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing here. Did he get demoted?
2: Yeah, that one was weird. I, the only thing I can think of there is that, you know, Walker and Devondre seem to be the two guys they trust with the green dot. And so maybe that was a case where they needed Campbell to be the guy that at least called the defense when, when they pulled Walker off the field. That's the only thing I can think of um, other than that. Yeah. He's basically your, your backup at least on base downs at this point. Then again, it's not like, you know, his, Legs are giving you much in coverage right now, either. So the fact that you put him out there as the coverage guy is an interesting decision in and of itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's the part that perplexes me. Is I'm like, I yeah. don't think, I don't think Devondre can move around like that right now. Right. If you look at the tackle totals for the Packers, it's pretty funny. So Keyshawn in the slot, uh, he got eleven. Quay got eleven. Campbell got eight. Um, Eric Wilson got six, Isaiah McDuffie got six. <laughs> Eric Wilson got six? Isaiah McDuffie got six? Like every, all, all these low defenders ended up being the guys who made all these tackles. Fascinating.
2: Huh. I, I will say with Keyshawn, um, he made a couple of plays. His sack on Dak, the the way he read read that play. And that was a live decision where he was like, yes. there's
1: boot. I gotta put pressure on this thing.
2: Yeah. And, and that was, a, that was in a spot too, where Dak has got to throw that, at least throw that ball away. Cause they were on the edge of field goal yeah. range right there and taking that sack, I think pushed them out to, it would have been like a 60 yard field goal and, and they punted, they, they punted instead. So that was, that was a big one early. Um, I think that was the third drive of the game, if I remember right. And, um, yeah, that ended up being a, being a, a nice little nice little swing and just great instincts from Keyshawn to kind of read that and, and then close on on Dak.
1: Lucas Van Ness had a couple of nice plays. Yep. Um, You might need to get a little bit more of that of LVN uh, yeah. you know, at the end of the season because, or, you know, through the playoffs because uh, Matt said uh, in the presser that it doesn't look good for uh, Kingsley and Gabari. I didn't even know he went out with an injury right um, that must have happened very late in the game, um. But he said, you know, it's not looking good. So I would assume Anikbar is probably going on IR because whenever Matt says it's not looking good, it's usually something like that.
2: Yeah, in Lafleur speak, that means he's probably having a leg amputated or something.
1: <laughs> the the Tunyon one is still the funniest one to me because he just goes up. It's just like, I, you, you got to feel for Bobby. You got to feel for Bobby. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, Brent Cox was inactive in this game. I would assume he gets a playoff check next week. So yep. See what happens there. We'll see. Is uh, yeah. What's his name? Justin Hollins. Is Justin Hollins on the team? Is he going to be re-signed to the practice squad this week? What's happening there?
2: Where is Justin Hollins? Let's see if it we looks. can find out real quick.
1: This is the, the great uh-huh. podcast invention of. Uh, Us,
2: Hollins. Hollins was playing for the chargers for the last uh Ah, month and a half of the season so yeah staley
1: stole one from us on the way out
2: yep he was actually he was on the chargers roster when they played the packers earlier this season that's right they signed him right before that game yep
1: because they had they had some injuries yep and then Bosa went down too so I, i assume that's probably why he ended up sticking around um You've seen the, Devont, or the uh, Devontae Wyatt charts. I've mm-hmm. sent them in the Slack and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is, for some reason, the shoulder pad chips think Devontae Wyatt is as good of a defense, like a top five pass rushing defensive tackle. I don't know if I believe that.
2: <laughs> he makes, I mean, he's, he's in the backfield a lot, but he doesn't. I mean, I feel like he is one of those guys who has not done a good job translating pressures into sacks and into big plays. Um, I don't know. That's, that's that DeVito game a little bit, right? Where the Packers got a lot of pressure on him and then never really got him down. I feel like that's kind of been Wyatt's story this season. So, um, and I don't know that he gives you a ton as, as a run defender. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's always kind of going to be his, his calling card is kind of be, kind of going to be that that pass rushing three tech guy, but yeah, to, to put him in there. Yeah. He might, he might be getting around the quarterback, you know, fairly, free, fairly frequently, but would really like to see him actually converting that and bringing him down on a more regular basis. DJ Slayton shoved the dude. Yeah, that was great. Come on. Yeah,
1: dude, we did. We didn't need that. We did, no. Like the game was wrapped up. Be smart. Be smart. Yep. Um, I don't know if I have that many more takes about the defense. I, I want to see the film. I, I really want to see what coverages they were running. I want to see if it was just disinterest from the Cowboys or execution issues or what what the heck was going on. Because until I see that, I'm not comfortable really putting stuff on, guys. Um, I'll say yeah. for now. I don't know. We just won a playoff game like seven. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have oh, to, like, we won a playoff game. We held them to, we were up yeah. like 27-0. 27-7 at
2: half. Yeah. I mean, a couple big turnovers, pick six in there. So, yeah, five, five's probably selling them a little short here, even even though the fourth quarter was what it was. I go I'll go to six. <laughs> I still, again, I don't believe... At least not in the defense, at least not yet. Not again. Talk yeah. to me at halftime on Saturday night. Well, maybe even
1: after that, because if the Packers give up 25 points in the second half, against uh, the Niners. Touche. <laughs> um, special teams. Waylon Anders. had a decent game. Anders, I did it. I did it. <laughs> you can blame it on me. Um, there, There was, like, the – I think it was the second PAT attempt. I was going to like look away and like grab a beer or something like that. Um and I was like, "No, I have to pay attention to Anders." And then <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was cuz the third touchdown was to Wicks. And then there was the yep. Jerry Jones thing. And I saw Jerry turn around and I was like, "Oh, that's when Mike got fired." And I like grabbed my phone, look away from the screen, and I was like texting the boys like, "Hey, I think he's going to do it." And then I just and doink. Yep. Miss kick, and I was like, "That that one's." A, I legitimately felt responsible <laughs> for it. <laughs> the honors not honors perceiving, you perceiving you. Um.
2: uh that I mean, they kicked get
1: through the end zone.
2: Yeah, I, that one was funny because um, somebody made the point that that could have made things a. I think that. With the extra PAT, that would have changed things from like a three to a four score game somewhere along yeah, the line. Yeah,
1: because the Cowboys needed eight, eight, and eight. That's right. So it would have been oh, yeah. 25
2: instead of 24. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Glad right. it didn't come down to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Their kicker doinked one too, right?
2: Yeah, Aubrey put one off the, the same upright. That's so weird
1: because he doesn't miss field goals, but he'll miss uh-huh. PATs every once in a That's while. That's
2: right, because that was the whole weird sequence where they got the two-pointer and then got the penalty and then moved yes. him back on the PAT and and then missed the PAT anyway. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Onside teams looked fine. Keyshawn didn't mm-hmm. really get any attempts because they were just kicking it through the back of the end zone. Yeah. Um, Just a whole lot of I, not... Nothing to write home about really other than Wayland generally solid Anders missed the P A T.
2: Yeah. Well and Wheeland's numbers aren't gonna jump out at you, but all three of his punts were from kind of close to midfield and they put them all inside the twenty. So the one uh I think there was one early where I think he pinned him at like the six, something like that. Um so that was a that was pretty nice. Yeah. Good, fine. Jaden Reed Fair caught both of his punt returns. So Oh, and he drew a kick catch interference. So that was fun. He did. I saw
1: people complaining about that. And I was like, I don't, he didn't. Even, never got pulled into it. So,
2: yeah, there was. it's not like he was blocked into that. And he was right on top so of Reed. Sam Williams
1: has like six special teams penalties this season. Like, that, guy, <laughs> that guy is a bozo. Um, I was, he doesn't I
2: was, I was thinking you that. were going to say Sam Williams has six brain cells. That's probably a little harsh, but uh, I thought that's where you were going with that one. Might be a little high.
1: Um, yeah, I'll say like five, six, something like that. That sounds fair to me. I do. I do wonder like, so the McDuffie stinger thing, right? Like stingers aren't concussions. Um, they're a different kind of injury. Right. But the fact that he's had two head and neck injuries in like three weeks, um, and they want to use him on base downs. Plus he's, you know really used a lot on special teams, you know, um, especially, you know, punt protection, which is the biggest one. That's something to watch out for. I I don't want to add anxiety to Packers fans, right? Especially this week, especially when we're riding high. But, like, the Jair injury, I'm not really worried about that. Inagbari, I think he's going to be probably put on IR on Monday the way that he's being talked about. And then the Dylan and McDuffie injuries, I I think those change game plans. So Mm -hmm. they're relevant. Um, something to watch for this week.
2: Yeah. But that means we got one more week of football, at least to look forward to. And that, uh, that feels good.
1: We sure do. And Washington lost their head coach. So what's not to be happy about dream, dream week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Any parting notes before we get out of here?
2: No, I think that pretty much covers it. It, it feels, feels good to maintain the, uh, the winning streak in AT&T stadium love that love that for us as far as i'm concerned Um, that's
1: our stadium yeah
2: and um fun to also be the first seven seed to ever win a playoff game since the expansion so somebody had to do it might as well be us and uh yeah that was that was a fun night we did it go pack go
3: more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of